Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Mike Claiborne is with us now, as he is every Tuesday on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Of course, there's ClaibsOnline.com. There's the Joe West 5460 podcast, and there's Cardinal Baseball. So Mike is a busy man. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? I am doing well. And we have one other thing to add to uh, the busy list. Um, there's, gonna, there's a documentary that's going to premiere on Saturday on the History Channel. Uh, it's produced by LeBron James's company, and uh, it's called Life After Jackie. And um, I've seen excerpts from it, haven't seen the whole thing. I was part of it back in, I guess, February. And, man, it's, uh, it's, it's cardinal-driven in a lot of different ways because of Gibson and Brock and Bill White and Flood and people like that. So it's going to be a lot of fun. And if anybody's looking to have something to do on a Saturday night after the Cardinals uh, win, uh, you might want to check it out. What, how are you involved, Clibs? I was one of the people they interviewed. Nice. Okay, we'll definitely have to yeah. check that out. That sounds you great. Know, so, uh, so it was cool. I had I had a lot of fun with it. Man, those things take forever. <laughs> they want to do this and do that and put some makeup on. And I'm like, look, I'm good. We don't need that. We're all right. And Mike, the organization does have an amazing history when you go back to Kurt Flood and Lou Brock and Bob Gibson and then uh, the, the, especially the teams in the 80s that uh, uh, changed baseball with, with Whitey Ball. In terms of having minorities and having Afri- African Americans on the ball club, St. Louis post Jackie, the, the Cardinals do have a great history. Yeah, they really do. I mean, and they've always found a way to to be inclusive compared to some other organizations. And, uh, you know, we've got the great players to show it. I mean, you know, you, you talk about some of the guys you mentioned. You can go to the 80s, and then there's Vince Coleman, there's a Ray Langford, you know, uh, Willie McGee. I mean, there's so many guys that we've seen over the years that have had a legitimate impact not only on the team but the game. Klebs, this Cardinals team is so fun to watch. They climb out of a, a five-run deficit last night to beat the Pirates. And Randy and I were talking earlier in the show, they they have so much young talent right now. It's almost like musical chairs. You don't really know what to do with so many guys. And Paul DeYoung is throwing his name back into the mix. He's uh, kind of found himself again in the minor since the end of May, eight home runs. He is leading all AAA hitters over the last month. When do you think Paul DeYoung might come back up to the Cardinals? That's a great question. Everybody whispers to Ali Marmo, uh, with regard to, you know, everybody's letting him know. And, and it's not just, you know, Ali, obviously Mo knows as well. Uh, it's a good question. But I think the question really is, uh, who's going to play? I mean, if you bring him up, he's got to play, right? Right. You've already said Gorman's got to play. Mm-hmm. So, and Tommy Edmonds, one of your be- best infielders on the team, uh, other than Goldschmidt and Arnato. And then there's a guy named Brendan Donovan who, you know, warrants some time on the field also. So the, the challenge is how do you get everybody in the lineup? You know, you've got some flexibility with the DH, but at this point it, it's a very it's, – it's good trouble, I guess is what I would say. It's, good, it's a good problem to have right now. Um, but it's going to be something that they're going to have to come to a, a decision on here, I would think, within the next week or so. Um, you know, it, it's something that just can't linger like that. And maybe they're waiting on somebody to cool off. Who do you think, if no one does cool off Claves, would be the first person to go if Paul DeYoung was to come back up? Well, that's, that's, you know, I guess, you know, when you look at a guy like Sosa, because you've got three guys that can play shortstop and DeYoung, De Edmund, and also uh, Brendan Donovan, 
those guys will be people that, you know, you can count on there. And, you know, Sosa can play short and third. Uh, but I, I would think because he hasn't hit like those guys are hitting, that might be a casualty there. Or, you know, maybe somebody comes up with a phantom injury. <laughs> Klaibs, I'll tell you what. If I'm another team, and I don't care if I'm a winning team or losing team this year, but I have bad defense and it's part of the reason that I'm losing, I'm calling the Cardinals about DeYoung. Oh, I agree with you, Randy. I, I think that you have to kick the tires on him. Um, you know, I, I think what they want to probably see is, okay, he, he hit minor league pitching pretty well. What can he do at the big league level on a consistent basis? You know, is his swing different? Is he getting himself out? Is he giving away a bat? And I think they want to see that on a big league level for a couple of weeks before they actually make the phone call and see what might be available. Uh, and, you know, they may ask about some other people, but I think the young would probably be the most readily available because, you know, Donovan, you're not going to move him because he doesn't cost you anything. And Tommy Evan is in that same situation. Uh, and they're versatile. They can play multiple positions. So, the uh, young would be an interesting uh, asset for someone to take a look at. And by the way, if the Cardinals, all they have to do now is wait another month and a half, and he's under contract for next year. If they're going to go out and get a pitcher who's under contract for next year at the trade deadline, he might be a good chip for that too to offset some of the salary that you take back from Madison Bumgarner. <laughs> See how he just sneaks that in there, Claves? Just roll that one in there. You know, Bumgarner wants out of Arizona. I know that. Uh, he's made that clear to multiple people that, you know, that's probably not a place he's going to finish his career. Uh, you know, I, I have to be careful with him. Is he a guy that's just not very good on a bad team, or is he a guy that just needs a shot in the arm? Because I think the bottom line with him is velocity and location. His velocities dropped dramatically over the years, mm-hmm. but his location is something that he's probably become better at. So that's a guy certainly you would kick the tires on, and you know we we probably need another left hander because we don't know what the mat situation is going to bring us. You know, whenever you talk about a shoulder injury, you have to be more cautious. And the Cardinals are being that along with Stephen Max. I know he threw flat ground the other day, but flat ground compared to getting in the rotation, we're a long ways away from that. If you don't think so, ask Jack Flaherty. So uh, it's one of those issues that you, you need some guys, and I know Mo talked about it the other day. You don't win divisions or you don't get in postseason in April and May, but you really start to put your team together in June, hence the reason Flag Day, which we're not celebrating today for the opening day of the season because of the lockout. We moved it back <laughs> to July 4th. So, But, you know, my point being, and I think this is a classic reason on why this is a date on the calendar that, that does have significance. As I've said before, you have hot streaks. You have cold streaks. You have surprises in Donovan and Epez and some other guys who have come up and made it made an uh, impact. You have concerns or disappointments, whether it's Corey Dickerson or DeYoung and people who have not lived up to the expectation. And then you have, you know, players that you are trying to figure out, okay, this guy, this is where we want him to be. And so you have all those things you roll into one, and at that point you say, okay, this is what we need and you still have time to get it. Let's face it, there are some teams that feel like um, they're out of the uh, – we, we say, well, you know, Pittsburgh can't win or Cincinnati can't win. You know, probably not, but double digits being out of first place does not eliminate you in June. And I think the Cardinals were a good example of that last year when they mm-hmm. ran off 17 in a row. Now, granted, I'm not sure if anybody's going to do that, although Atlanta thinks they can. 
uh, it still says that you still have a chance. But you have to your decision though. If you're double digits out, you probably make that decision on whether you think you're in it or not. Where you can move assets, you probably make that decision sooner than some other teams who, if they get hot, they have the skill set to be able to really compete. Claves, one of the Flag Day surprises is the mustache man, Matt Carpenter. He hit 176 in 2020 and 2021. 28 days ago, he's in the minor leagues. Now he's in Yankees history. Six home runs in his first 10 games. We knew that uh, Matt Carpenter had lost a step here with the Cardinals. That coupled with some bad luck, it was just not working out for him. He went on a big quest this offseason to find himself again, to fix himself. But are you surprised with what we're seeing out of Matt Carpenter right now? Yes, I am. Um, I don't think anybody envisioned Matt Carpenter having this sort of run. And as you mentioned, he in the offseason, he was going to fix himself. And, you know, that was an annual statement. I mean, if he's not working with a new hitting coach, he's working with his dad, I'm not going to wear – I'm going to wear batting gloves. I mean, there was – I'm going to get stronger. I'm going to lose weight. I mean, every year there was some sort of maintenance or some sort of enhancement with regard to trying to be better that we heard from Matt Carpenter. So – when he went home this year, we kind of thought he was done. I mean, there was no, no evidence that would tell you that Matt Carpenter was going to be playing like he is by the, what we saw over the last three and a half years. You would, you'd say, there's no way. We, you know, we've seen everything. He's tried everything. And all of a sudden, he finds his way. He gets in the right situation. And uh, he's having a good year. And I couldn't be happier for him because I thought Matt Carpenter was a really good Cardinal. Uh, he, he was never short on putting the work in, and I think that's something that you appreciate. He was good on and off the field, so good for him, and I hope he's part of this lineup when he comes to St. Louis. Mike, when you and I were a lot younger, we'd walk into the Cardinal broadcast booth at the old ballpark on a day like today, and Jack Buck would have a bucket full of ice water that he'd have his feet in. <laughs> Remember that? And the players would get a yeah. cabbage. Players would get a, a, a yeah. cabbage and put it's a slice a of cabbage in their cap. Oh, man. Uh, Jack would have a big tub of water. He'd have his pants legs roll up, and he'd have his feet in them. Uh, Mike had his own method of trying to cool off. I mean, everybody was scrambling at that point. Uh, I think we have more fans than you'd see in Walgreens right now. <laughs> I mean, we got fans everywhere blowing in our booth, man. I mean, and, and some people are still uncomfortable. So it, it is, and I don't know, Randy. I think the older you get, you sense and feel the heat more because remember, we were kids. We'd run around and it'd be 134 degrees, and be like, "All right, I want to go back outside. I'm gonna have some Kool Aid. I'm gonna have something to drink, and I'm gonna go back outside." Yeah. And, and how about when we were given salt tablets? Of all things, back in the day, you know, so it's changed a great deal. But I think age has had a lot more to do with it. I think as we get older, we like to complain about things. No doubt. And I I, I think weather is one of the common factors, common conversation factors that everybody likes to talk about. You're right. I think we like complaining. And when we were out playing ball as kids, we didn't think about the sun actually burning our skin. Now I get outside no. and, and I feel my skin burning. I didn't when I was playing ball as a kid. <laughs> no, you know, again, kids, man, they they didn't they could care less. And remember, they wouldn't even give you water. No, you'll cramp up if you have water. I mean, so the, we've gone through this evolution of yeah. how to take better care of ourselves, and boy, weren't we dumb? Gene yeah, Jesus. you know, I love the man, but I wasn't going to play for him, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I need to go back for a second, guys. Cabbage on top of the head. What was the thought process there? Michelle, you know what? I have no idea. I have no understanding of why people would do it. 
I mean, you know, we had people putting aluminum foil in their shoes and their cleats. All, all that did was yeah. have the, the metal cleats warm up even more for your feet. I mean, guys, they would take the shoes off and the feet would be swollen and puffy. And, Oof. you know, we were just throwing stuff on the walls back then. Trying and then think about AstroTurf. Yeah. The, I, you know, I was... if, you, if you never played on AstroTurf, you have no If you think it's hot on the field now, you should come play on it. I was, Willie McGee and I were talking about that yesterday. About you know, it, it feels like you you gone from being in a furnace to another. Yeah, I was telling okay. Ollie too. It, it was just brutal. Mike, Mike it was uh, you know because you saw the thermometers down there just like I did, and I I was an usher, so I had my feet down on that. But it was between literally 140 and 150 degrees on that turf. You you know you say oh well the sun walking on the sun can't be much worse. I mean that's how you felt about <laughs> it. It was just it was un, un unbearable with regard to the things that we dealt with that we thought were okay. Yeah, right. Now you couldn't pay a guy to go out there and do that. Well, you could. You had to pay him about $15, 20000000 million and hope he could hit two sixty. Yeah. You'll have to ask Joe West how he stayed cool behind home plate on days like Ooh, yeah. today in St. Louis on a future podcast, the Joe West 5460 well, podcast. We're going to have uh, Joe Buck on tomorrow and um, – we're recording Joe Buck and also Jason Worth tomorrow. So all between the three of those guys, they'll all have some stories on how they try to stay cool. And I'm sure Joe will tell some of those stories about his dad, as you mentioned. If, folks, you had to see it to believe it. He'd have a big thing of ice and big bucket, and he'd have his feet in. He'd have it on a good pair of slacks roll-up, shirt barely open, barely buttoned. <laughs> Here's the pitch. I mean, it was it was amusing. If, if, it was if anything. Let me before you go, Mike. One more thing. It was days like this, literally 140 again on the turf, and Jack would start the pregame show by saying, "Good afternoon, everyone. Nice warm day here at the ballpark, and it's 140 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Slight breeze blowing through the ballpark. And you remember it was you know it, it was they had all that concrete." And as Casey Stengel said, it holds the heat well. Yeah. I mean, that was a that was a furnace pit, man. It was it was it was something. I'm glad I survived. Let's just put it that way. No doubt about it. Claims always good to talk to you. Thanks so much. Have a great day at the ballpark. We'll be tuned in, and we'll talk to you next week. And happy Father's Day. And same to you, sir, and uh, all the other fathers out there listening. Uh, it's it's a great day for us to hang out with our kids and. Uh, Hopefully we have kids that think enough of us to call us or have a nice gift for us as long as it's not another tie. (laughs) Exactly. We'll see you later. That is the great Mike Claiborne on 101 ESPN. Here's the lowdown on lowering bad cholesterol from Lecvio. Lowering bad cholesterol is hard, but you could do hard. You live through five fad diets, 11 sleep training nights, nine mediocre middle school recitals, one heart attack. And with Lecvio, you can lower your bad cholesterol and keep it low with two doses a year after two starter doses. Prescription Lecvio in glycerin is given by a doctor for people with known heart disease on a statin with diet who need more help lowering bad cholesterol. Common side effects were injection site reaction, joint pain, urinary tract infection, diarrhea, chest cold, pain in legs or arms, and shortness of breath. Results may vary. Learn more at Lecvio.com or call 1-833-537-8462. Ask your doctor about Lecvio. That's L-E-Q-V-I-O. Lower, longer, Lecvio. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, 
confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.